When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, team. So uh, things are a little crazy right now. I totally get it. I want you to download my app. Download it. You don't even have to buy a subscription. And just do the free daily seven-minute circuits. That's all I want you to focus on with regard to self-care is just give me those seven minutes every day. It costs you nothing. You don't need any equipment. You can do it any place, anytime. And if you want more, all of my DVDs are in the app. All my infomercial programs like Body Shred and Body Revolution, limitless customized workout programs, hundreds of recipes of all kinds are all in there. And we have slashed the price, $30. It's 69 bucks for the entire year. And honestly, I would make it free, guys, but I have about 25 employees that I am not wanting to lay off. Um, and I need them to run the business. So... If you're interested, just go to the App Store, download it, do the free workouts. And if you want more, you just go to jillianmichaels.com slash at home and you buy it for 69 bucks and it's yours for the entire year. And the good news is that price will never change. It's your price for life as long as you want to keep the app. Okay, get moving. Cindy, find me a racism specialist. Oh, okay, I will. I, I really... Or a prejudice, a prejudice specialist. Bias. Right? You might an anti-bias. Hate. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Find me one of those. Because <laughs> I have been doing so much thinking about this. And I have where you would think something like coronavirus would bring out the best in us, right? Like everyone come together. Instead, and we've talked about this a little bit, right? Whereas like the finger pointing and the blame game has been worse than ever. But I have seen it like... You know, millennials blame boomers. Boomers blame, you know, millennials and Z. Like, you guys are at the beach, you irresponsible idiots. And then those kids are like, it's the boomer remover. Let's get rid of the boomers. They're the reason all this is wrong anyway. Like, I have seen ageism Mm -hmm. across the board. I have seen racism. 
across the board. It's the Chinese people. It's the white people are doing this to the black people. It's the, 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 now the, what about the brown people? We're, they're getting it and no one cares. Like I have seen, it is like a right wing, left wing. It's the Democrats. No, it's the Republicans. I have seen more bias. The only thing I haven't seen is I haven't seen any sexism about it. Or any like gender stuff going on. It's just that more men seem to be dying. I saw that. They were not blamed for it. So, but when I looked at the statistics, like because like everyone's always sending these statistics back and forth. At least in, in California, it's pr- almost even. But who? Or maybe who, it's just women seem to be recovering. Interesting. That, Fair. Yeah, maybe that's right. what it is. I mean, but who? At least, but like no one's blaming. No one's. But they're not blamed for it. Yes, exactly. We're not blamed for it. But for the most part, I have never seen something that has brought about, I mean, really, not even a political election, that has brought about more bias mm-hmm. than this. And, and so put corona aside. And I thought I was sort of, to do my best thinking in the tub. And I, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, why is something that should be bringing us all together as a team creating so much infighting and I, I i started thinking about ways of like where does this prejudice come from against other people and you know what can we do about it and how can you reframe it so i i am i am not an expert in this i don't understand it which is why we should probably get somebody who can explain it i get the psychology of it right but i started trying to think of it like this almost like all right, you're, you're a young kid. You're going to be different than me, right? You're, you're an older, wiser person. You're going to be different than me. Both of these things can and should exist in the world to bring about a balance. And I almost started to have this fantasy of like, okay, let me reframe this. So we've got this common foe and we're in a battle, right? And it's like a Hollywood movie where you've got this this group of people and this it's Game of Thrones, right? And you've brought the Dothraki in with the, with the Unsullied and like all these guys <laughs> and they've all come together to fight the bad guy, right? All these guys that have all these different groups of people and all these different leaders that have hated each other throughout this show for so long, and they all come together to fight the the Snow King bad guy, right? Like, how can you look at each person as bringing something special to the table instead of they're different than you? Hmm. So everybody was like, these dumb kids that are out there doing this. I was like, well, think of it like this. What if, instead of you being like, oh, they're so stupid and they're going to kill us all, what if it was like, you know what? Let them go out. Let them get it. They, they do have a very, 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 very low chance of dying from this. And it is their life, even if that's the case. But you stay home, right? Stay home right now. Let them all go for a couple of months. Go out. Get it. And all that's going to do is help build our herd immunity because we're not looking at a vaccine anytime soon. Now, I'm not an immunologist. I'm not a virologist. I'm just saying, how can you reframe it instead of, they're going to kill me to, you know what? Let them get it and help. Because when you look at like these herd immunity models, basically the person that's already had it is is like a little roadblock for the virus. So, Except that we don't know go. that you can't get it again. 
yet. Okay, fair. <laughs> but but here's the question. You probably won't get it as bad, they said. Uh, if it functions at all, like any cold or flu, you would get one to two years of immunity out of it. Unless it's an absolute mind bender. Right. Like a complete outlier. Any cold and flu will have a one to two year antiviral boost and that gives you enough time to create a vaccine we i mean historically yeah. speaking i and and like this is coming from like some of the best doctors the immunologists that are talking about herd immunity and even they're suggesting that maybe in some parts of the world where we haven't had these crazy spikes it's because the virus was around for such a long time and we didn't know it that maybe there are these little roadblocks maybe a percentage of the population has gotten it and we didn't know so it's not spiking them i don't know i'm just saying can you reframe it? Or, you know, you, you, you hate this group of people because they, you know, whatever, they're different than you. We constantly look at the differences like that's bad, it's different than me. But what if, because it's different than you, it's, it's filling a, a gap in society that you can't fill and therefore making us whole and complete as a society if we came together in a different way. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I'm not going to look at it with Corona in particular because I am not an immunologist. I am not a virologist. I am not a fucking doctor. I have heard every take under the sun from all different kinds of doctors. And, you know, honestly, the only way to know the truth about this thing is time. Hindsight's going to be 2020. But nevertheless... What is it that you can find in this person's differences to you that are going to complete the world in a different way? Like, I don't remember if we talked about this, but I remember going up north to Napa for my birthday and there were two of these Michelin restaurants. Did we ever talk about that? One is the old school spot. It's called L'Orangerie and it's, it's an institution. It is just one of the best restaurants in the world and these guys have been around for friggin' ever, and their experience is unparalleled. And they were talking about the kind of beef they get, and I was like, ugh, I really don't like Kobe. I think it's disgusting. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. You know, we only take, like, this, you know, from a farm with cows that are the same size so the cows don't intimidate each other, and only this part of the cow because it's the muscle that gets no exercise and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I ended up... <laughs> tasting it and I was like my god these people are correct <laughs> next night I went to another restaurant of all very young but like Michelin five star uh, at Meadowood at the chef's table and the ingenuity of these kids right I mean it was like well I've gone into the field and I have I have harvested cherry blossoms into this creme fraiche and you're like what like that infusion of creativity is absolutely fantastic, but their Kobe sucked because <laughs> they did not have the time. And a lot of times these kids don't respect that older generation, so they don't work under them. Mm. And so you lose all of that knowledge that's been accumulated for years and years and years. But by the older generation being like, ugh, these dumb kids, they don't want to do the work. They are then losing this fresh perspective. That's that whole throwing the baby out with the bathwater uh, concept. It just, yeah. Where it's like they're stronger together. Yeah. Which is how business used to work. It used to be like the young apprentice 
the t- and like there's so much wisdom that gets passed down, but then there's this fresh perspective yeah, yeah. where you have each generation kind of reinventing and building upon and reconnecting, and there's so much knowledge in the older generation, but there's so much like connectivity and ingenuity and entrepreneurial spirit in this younger generation and we all just spend so much time like these stupid millennials they're lazy oh, these fucking boomers they're selfish and excessive Gen X oh they're just nihilists no one cares about them and Z oh they're god forsaken they care about nothing like, it, it, like instead of really looking at what can I learn from these kids what can I learn from these older people what can I take away from this country what can I take away from that country what? looking at the differences as ways to complement your life instead of differences as ways that threaten your way of life. Yeah, I think if we can all just learn to stay open, we'll, we'll learn a lot more, we'll get along a lot better, we'll take more away from it. But I think everyone's getting so closed off and jaded and just yes. fed up. And I mean, quarantine isn't helping. No, but, it's but not. I think you're right. It's it's that that would be a really great um, experiment for for all of us to do is just try to spend even one day, one hour a day, just completely open. Yeah. What can you learn? Yeah. Look for the good. What can you take? I mean, there are a lot. Of, like I, there is this one. There are two areas that I have battled my own prejudice my whole effing life. And I realize that it's not about a group of people. It's behaviors I don't like, mm. you know? And I'm like, Jill, this is, this is, you don't like this behavior. This doesn't mean you don't like a group of people. And then I go out of my way to expose myself to people from that religious group or that, you know, that, that country so that I am like, okay, these are these people. It's not people you don't like. It's behaviors you don't like. And you wouldn't like it in a man, a woman, an old person, a young person, a black person, a purple person, a yellow person, a white person. These are things you, and that's okay to not like those things. It's not okay to wipe entire groups of people off your, your radar. You, you hurt yourself so much. And, of course, you hurt the world that way. But you really, honestly, you fuck yourself. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my bathtub lesson. I Find like an expert, it. for God's sake. Get somebody who knows what they're talking about. I'm on it. Team, I think it's time you tried screwball peanut butter whiskey because I love it. Now, that should be reason enough for you, but it's also a great way to elevate your cocktail game while you're stuck at home playing quarantine bartender. It's smooth, it's savory, it's creamy with just a touch of sweetness. There's no heavy finish. It's amazing on its own or on the rocks. I might even be sneaking some into my morning coffee. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's so versatile, honestly. You need to put this stuff on ice cream. It's delicious. Screwball. The original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey is now available near you at 70 Proof Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey is the perfect shot or the perfect addition to your favorite cocktail. Pick it up at your local store or get it delivered today. Ready to hashtag get screwed? 
Go to screwballwhiskey.com for more info. Please drink and enjoy responsibly. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Marcos, California. Whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color, 35% alcohol by volume. Team, we all need water to stay hydrated and healthy. But do you trust your tap water? I mean, I've been using a new revolutionary water purifier called AquaTrue. The patented ultra-reverse osmosis technology is certified to remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and there's no installation or plumbing. It just sits on my counter, and the water tastes awesome. It's easy to use. I love it. So why worry about sold-out water bottles when you can make your own at home for under three cents a bottle? Just one set of filters makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, and they're actually affordable. Plus, there's no plastic waste. And AquaTrue is the only water purifier that clean water activist Aaron Brockovich recommends. It even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I love my AquaTrue, and so do thousands of satisfied customers. And today, my listeners are going to get $100 off an AquaTrue plus free shipping. You just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter the code Jillian at checkout. That's 100 bucks off plus free shipping when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code Jillian. Jillian, we have a guest on the line. It's Galahad Clark, the co-founder of Vivo Barefoot. Hey, Galahad, how are you? Hi, hello. Happy to be here. How are you, uh, how are you holding up in quarantine, friend? I'm doing pretty well. I'm in, um, on the southwest coast of England, so I can see the sea from my bedroom. Oh, and um, So doing beautiful. relatively well. Trying not to nice. feel guilty. Guys... Galahad has a company, obviously, called Vivo Barefoot, and it's about minimalist footwear. I'm going to have Galahad jump in and tell us a little bit about his company in a second, but the reason I'm kind of interested in this at the moment more so than I had been in the past is because I personally took quarantine and was like, all right, I'm going I'm to take the time to work out without shoes, you know what I mean, and, and see if I can strengthen my feet. Um... And I've been doing this for a couple of weeks, and before I kind of jump in on my thoughts on it, I was wondering if you could share, like, how you got into this, what your company is about, and all that good stuff. Wow, that's, I'm, I'm excited to hear your personal barefoot journey. Yeah, mine uh, sort of started about 200 years ago. Um, my family have been cobblers in England for uh, all that time. I'm a seventh-generation shoemaker. Actually, I was already then doing a little shoe project and a childhood friend of mine came to me with a pair of Nikes that he'd cut the sole off and stitched a fabric on the bottom and said, this is the way shoes should be made. And um, I just instinctively loved the idea and that started a journey of discovering the foot, really, which is it's odd how few shoemakers really understand the way the foot works. All right, so I have something in my um, my left foot called a Morton's Neuroma, which is like a pinched nerve between yeah, these two metatarsals, right? And I have a super freaking wide foot, like a foot like a gorilla, and most feet are not made that wide, or I'm sorry, most shoes are not, <laughs> most feet and most shoes are not made that wide. <laughs> and it, it has definitely created this kind of problem for me over time, which made me say like, all right, I, I want to see if I, if I get better, if I can strengthen my foot or allow my, my foot to just literally breathe by 
training without shoes because I, I actually didn't know about your company until a week or so ago. So I obviously started this whole thing about a month and a half ago. Here's my question, though. I get that, like, you know, you've got kids in Africa with no shoes that run for miles and have no issues. And, you know, you've got studies here about how our ancestors never had shoes and their feet were so much stronger. But if we haven't adapted over the course of our life and jump into this, can we get hurt? The simple answer is absolutely. It's a bit like having your arm in a cast for a long time and then suddenly taking the cast off and going and playing tennis if you overdo the exercise, as it were. Right. Um, so you, you wouldn't do that. You, you take it slow, you take it easy, and, you know, it's absolutely a, a story of walk before you can run. Right. And a surprising and number of people in the, in the West have Mortons, which is really caused by often by too tight shoes that forces the big toe to be redundant pushes the big toe up against the other toes and and through toe springs sort of lifts it up off the ground where it's really designed to lead the movement of the foot and really sort of be the body's pivot and anchor but it, and it's sort of four times as thick and four times as dense as the other toe so it's really designed to be used maximally but you know any kind of tapered shoe sort of renders it a bit redundant really uh, there's two bits of really cool research that have come out recently from harvard and liverpool university in the uk showing that just by walking around quite in, and, and young sort of people in their late 20s early 30s um and so the, the control was just carried on their normal daily lives as they would in their normal shoes and the study group wore barefoot shoes. No special exercises, no special training, no nothing, just walking around in everyday life in barefoot shoes for at least 70% of the time. Okay. And after six months, their foot strengths improved by 60%. Wow. And God. That is, that's not to say that, wow, isn't it great that barefoot shoes make your feet so strong. The point is that normal shoes are making our feet extremely weak. And okay. by not allowing your feet to, and toes to splay as they're designed, to not allow your arches to be dynamic, all the intrinsic muscles and intric intricacies of the foot are, so, are sort of rendered redundant. And if you don't use it, as you know, you lose it. You lose it. Atrophies, of course. You know? But then, right. you know, the body's amazing. It, 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 uh, and, you know, when you do start using it again, you get it back really quick. And in a way, sort of what you exercise in and what you go running in for, you know, two, three hours a week or whatever you do is, is much less important than what, what you actually walk around in for 80, 90% of your time. All right, I understand um, what you're saying. That makes sense. I get it. Okay, so question for you. When I'm the average listener, right, and I hear stronger foot, and I'm like, who cares? Can you explain to people what that actually means to them? All the body systems start in the, in the feet, you know, and, and humans stand alone because only humans stand. And so if you, if you have weak, non-functioning feet, then you, then you have to compensate for that up in the kinetic chain. So your, your knees have to work harder, your hips have to work harder, your back. So, you know, you're, you're just um, having to compromise elsewhere in your body. You just, you, you, by definition, can't move naturally and optimally with weak feet in the same way that, you know, if you had 
an extremely weak arm, you wouldn't be able to <laughs> lift and use it as you as you as it was designed to be used. Um, right. But the the skeletal system starts in the foot, 28 bones. The muscular and ligament and tendon systems all start in the feet. You have literally hundreds of intrinsic muscles and ligaments and tendons in the feet. The plantar fascia that all goes in the feet and then winds its way up through the body. And then, of course, maybe most importantly, you have hundreds of thousands of nerve endings in your feet. And so... <laughs> You know, the, the part of your brain designed to get information from your feet is the same size as the part of your brain that gets information from your hands. So if you cut that information flow off and that sensory feedback off, then your body just makes less good movement decisions. And, you know, because your brain's designed to get so much information from your feet in everyday movement, they, they, they link sort of walking around in padded shoes, and this is a guy out of San Francisco University called Dr. Mezenich, links walking around in padded shoes in a concrete city with brain degenerative diseases because it's just such a sort of core element of our vitality that our feet are intrinsically connected to our whole bodies and most importantly our brains. And so much of the brain is dedicated to movement. So if, you, if your feet are not working well, then you know, you're just less vital, you're, and, and your whole system just doesn't work as well. It's a, it's a core part to well-being. Right. Of course, I I, I get it. So, honestly, it, it's about <laughs> moving more efficiently, performing better, pain management, injury prevention, <laughs> and that's kind of a lot, actually. Yeah, vitality, happiness. Yeah, over fifty percent of people over fifty are in some kind of chronic pain. I would argue that apart from, you know, crappy sedentary lifestyles, that's also just overly padded, overly supported shoes resulting in weak feet. It's wow. causing tremendous chronic pain in society. I cannot wait to get my shoe and I'm pretty excited. To, uh, I'm like dedicated to fixing this thing in my foot. So I'm, I'm like super excited to, to work out in these shoes. And I am going to report back team and everybody go to VIVO. Barefoot.com, VivoBarefoot.com. Check it out. Take a look at the shoes. They're awesome. And if you've got foot issues or you just honestly want to be better, feel better, perform better, um, I'm, I'm in on this. And be smart about it, right? Don't jump in and just switch everything with your fitness routine like we were talking about. Like gradually build yourself up to it so we gradually build the strength in our foot. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey, guys. Take back control of your own body. Release yourself from the padded world and reintroduce feeling to your whole system. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. And that's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. Ritual left out mystery additives, synthetic fillers, and shady extras that are in some traditional vitamins. And they are committed to showing you their nutrients, where they came from, and why they chose each one. They call it traceability. Ritual multivitamins are vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They're a clean daily multi that's designed to help fill the gaps in your diet. 
Cindy loves them because they're easy, even on an empty stomach. And she doesn't have to worry about running around, heading to the store, and buying vitamins because Ritual's monthly subscription delivers straight to her door. Daily changes lead to big results, so start small today. Ritual's offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Try it out satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash Jillian to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash Jillian. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,025, one. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, Get reliable forecasts and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. I'm starting yeah. you. Just start me. Starting you here. Just start me. I'm going to start you with some emails. How do you like that? So, guys, here's what's happening. Because I have to do this from home, I cannot stop paying bills, answering emails, putting out fires. And I told Cindy, I was like, you just have to start the segment to get me to stop working. Because I cannot stop. But at least I got you to close the, the... I'm door. still finishing a check so, that I'm so writing I, right I, now. I didn't have, you know, the waves were beautiful, but um, right? quite loud. Yeah. Quite loud. It's, a, it's quite a surf you have going today. Oh, my goodness gracious. Holy but, cow. Uh, instead All of right. that, we're going to talk about um, I'm ready. more Hit workout me questions. Uh, I get thank those. God. Yes. I think that's kind of in your wheelhouse, right? Take me out of my personal hell of Bill Pang. Zeta is asking, how do you gauge when your heart rate gets too high in terms of pushing through if your heart rate tends to stay on the higher side like should you still push through um no i i mean you should not exceed 100 percent of your maximum heart rate ever that's there's a reason that's the red line so you know you take your age and you subtract it from 220 and that's the number it's it, so for example if what the hell age am I now? You know, it's, where, where am I? So, like, I, I don't want to be over 175 beats a minute. I don't. Now, you might be like, but I'm super fit, and we've, we've been over this, right? But what my fitness level will bear, so I should be able to do a hell of a lot before I hit 175. When I hit 175, which really I, I kind of get around 80-ish, 180, because it's, it's hard to gauge. It's like 18 beats in six seconds, so it's 17, 18, there's a tiny bit of room for leeway there. But that's it, dude. Slow down. That's enough. So yeah. I, I and, and your body should stop you anyway. It should, like, hey, you're nauseous. You're, you know what I mean? You're lightheaded. You're dizzy. Like, that's the number. You don't need more than that number. You mm. don't want to go over 100% of your maximum heart rate. All right. I like it. Um, 
That also reminds me, uh, you get some app questions to the podcast email, and I just want to remind people there's actually an app forum, so you might want to direct those questions there. Mm. We we have a couple of questions about uh, working out with your period. So the first one was from Laura, okay. and it's um, working uh-huh. out, well, you can close your checkbook. Um, Not still paying bills. Okay. Hit me with a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. This is the ADD brain actually has the ability yes, to do. This is, true. this is the only thing it's actually good for, <laughs> is the ability to multitask. All uh, right, then. That's about it. Is working out while being on your monthly cycle good or better for you? Uh, what are the ways to improve your overall performance during the time of the month when I know for some women it can be painful, distracting, miserable? Are there certain workouts you can do to relieve some of the symptoms? Mm. So, okay, so is it good? Is it bad? Is it whatever? Working out, this, imagine you weren't on your period, all the same rules apply. It's always good to work out. It, 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 it doesn't hurt anything. Um, now, if, where it comes to pain, if you're in pain, then you're in pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in pain, you're in pain. If you have debilitating cramps, no, you're probably not going to be like, oh, man, I want to run today. <laughs> now, if you could run through it, fine, because what's really happening is a hormone is being released that's making your uterus contract, so it's shedding the lining, right? That's where these like crazy cramps are coming from, unless you have something else going on with your body, like a like a cyst that's, that's uh, burst or you're having issues with that, which is a, a totally different conversation. So if you're in pain, you're in pain. You can't work out. When I'm in pain, I can't work out. So that speaks to itself. Are there workouts you can do during your period? Not really, but working out will help PMS and your period overall because it helps to stabilize those hormone levels, right? It doesn't allow, helps to manage excess estrogen and all of that. So I notice two, three things actually help me tremendously with PMS. When I'm exercising regularly, when I'm drinking a lot of water and not drinking a lot of alcohol and my sodium level is down, like I don't even know my period's coming. Whereas like when I'm drinking a little more, not exercising as much, my boobs days before, like, yo, you're it's it's about that time. <laughs> and it's just hormones. It just goes to show you in real life how, how exercise helps to stabilize and balance your hormones. But during your period, I mean, no. What what's gonna help is Drink a lot of water, right? Like, because you want to manage that water retention. You can try a heating pad on your stomach or your low back for cramps. But it exercise, I mean, even though, oh, restorative yoga, I mean, eh, no, no, uh-uh. No, it's a hormone that's making your uterus contract. There's no workout that's going to stop that. Like, you might be able to help with blood flow and water retention and what have you, feeling bloated or swollen, but, but no, exercise isn't going to mi- mitigate that kind of pain. It can mitigate symptoms of PMS, and it can make your periods easier. But that doesn't have anything to do with in the moment. Does that make sense, Cinder it, Dogs? It does make sense. And it also, speaking of bloat, somebody else was wondering, um, oh, can she, yeah, is yeah. it possible she has four pounds of bloat Absolutely. During, during her period? 100%, yes. She'll be very of happy course. to hear that. Yeah, usually it's like... Usually it's around two, but it could be up to four. Think about it. You eat, I can't remember the amount of sodium, damn it. I used to remember. Mm. 
But it, it, you eat a small amount of salt, and I, I used to remember the exact number. You'd hold a pound of water the next day. Wow. Four is a little bit more, for sure. But it also depends on the size of the woman. and mm, You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm a little person. Like I, per- I hold, like, two and a half. Like, what percentage of your... Yeah. And, and so maybe stay off the sodium before you're... I mean, and period. when I get, like, literally when I finally get my period, I, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm up all night peeing. Because my body's <laughs> like, okay, let's, you know, let's get rid of the excess all night. I'm like, mother of God, <laughs> how have I been holding it? Like, it's just, it's, it's absolutely, yes, absolutely okay. possible. But by the way, I mean, what do you think... When guys cut weight in their boxing, I mean, this isn't their period, but my point is, like, they drop 20 pounds of water, mm. which isn't healthy. But nevertheless, like, they absolutely do. Mm. And on Biggest Loser, it was a constant, like, a constant game of water weight, right? Because you would have a contestant that sweat too much in their, quote, last chance workout. And... Then they would, let's say, next week not sweat as much. Yeah. They'd gain that pound of water back. So I, I had to literally, I started tracking their sweat pounds with T-shirts. So it would be like counting cards. Whoa. I'd be like, okay, ugh, like in this workout, you sweat through three T-shirts. Wow. So next week, <laughs> we got to sweat through three T-shirts. Oh, my God. Because I'm not kidding. Or let's say they had they gained a, like they gained some sort of advantage. I'd be like, all right, we're gonna gain that water weight back, so we're not gonna sweat through any t-shirts. So water, so yeah. You, oh, it's massive. That's it's incredible. massive. You could, I would manipulate the entire game by knowing where their water was. Right. Because because you'll lose if you don't know. That's how significant it is. Wow. Oh, I'm just gonna write down the okay. deposit until you hit me. So, with Lori wants to know what is a good uh, exercise to really yeah. zero in on your armpits. Wow. Already noticing a change in that area. It's happening fast. I do push-ups, and uh, but not armpits. sure what can target that area. Oh, I know what she means. She means that little like flap of technically flab, right? Like. Meanwhile, I'm pinching my boot know, for Cindy like, on Zoom. Um, and the upper... <laughs> ch- I'm losing my mind, Cindy. Um, okay. Remember, guys, we can't spot reduce fat, right? So Cindy and I did a segment on belly fat. You cannot spot reduce fat. You cannot do it. Cannot do it. So while your body is losing fat from moving more and eating less and creating an energy call go where your body goes to energy stores fat is stored energy it's going to pull from a variety of places and it will pull basically it will pull in order of what your hormone balance dictates and again we've been over this right so if you're more testosterone dominant you'll store more fat in your belly if you're more estrogen dominant you'll store more fat in your lower body we can't spot reduce without surgery which is ridiculous but if you do it i don't judge you that's fine too whatever that's that's up to you my job is just to give you information i don't judge so sure that area yes push-ups and shoulder presses and chest flies and anterior raises with dumbbells and even dips will help a little bit like that will condition all those muscles 
But we can get those muscles as strong as we want. If there's fat sitting on top of them, it doesn't matter. So while it's, it's great to condition those muscles and have nice strong muscles, you still have to burn fat. And the rules of burning fat remain the same. Eat less. And if you want to like game the system, there are definite fitness techniques that will burn fat faster because they require more energy in that. HIIT training, metabolic circuit training, meaning going from one exercise to the next exercise. Why do I call it metabolic instead of just circuit training? Because I built HIIT intervals into the circuits. Metabolic circuit training, we do exercises that require multiple muscle groups at the same time. A push-up is a perfect example of that. It's not just sitting on a bench doing a chest press, right? We're engaging our core, we're engaging our quads, and you've got chest, shoulders, triceps in the mix, plus, ah, oh, I said core, okay, (laughs) I said that already. Weight training, all this stuff, plyometrics is more intense, so it's gonna burn more calories. But there just isn't a problem area exercise. It just doesn't work that way. So we want overall conditioning and tone, and we want techniques that burn more fat with our fitness. And that's why I've designed every single workout is designed to burn fat efficiently, period. All right, then. Yeah. One more, one more. It's, it's I'm ready. more about uh, diet from Taylor. Um mm. I, I need more protein, but I'm prone to high cholesterol. How can I get enough protein? Yeah, but this these things are not one and the same, right? I mean, okay, first of all, cholesterol, there's a lot of different theories on cholesterol, to be honest. Um, a big component of it is genetic. Uh, another component, a lot of, not a lot of, but I, I have read different studies that suggest it's actually insulin. Hmm. Um, It's processed carbs, refined grains, uh, processed sugars, all that stuff that is leading more towards cholesterol production. So the the first thing I'm going to say is you need to speak to a cardiologist, right? Because I can tell you all day long, eat this, don't eat that, whatever. I know people that eat really, really well and still have high cholesterol. That's me. Is it really? Yeah, my, tri- my triglycerides are fine, but my overall cholesterol is on the it, it's a, it's a little high. I mean, it's like I think it was like I don't know two twenty or something like that. Really? But I did have a heart scan just to make sure because uh, why go on a medication um, if you don't need it? And okay. everything's completely clear. There's not. Oh, it is. No plaque or anything anywhere. Wow. So. It does. It does seem like cholesterol is sort of uh, still in the. We're not quite sure what it does to our bodies, or it's genetic. Complicated. Yeah, this is just, and that's where I want to be really careful. I mean, like, oh, just have chicken. I mean, like, who knows what the hell is going on? It. You exactly what Cindy said. Like, a, we don't know if. This is genetic, and, and and like I could say, oh, just don't eat this, and then it's like it's still happening, and you also don't know if it's creating issues in your body. Like this is, this first goes to a cardiologist, and then a registered dietitian. Yeah. Because the as the layman, and I and I am a certified nutritionist, but I am not a registered dietitian. That is. Like saying, I am a a certified trainer. I have multiple certifications. I do continuing education for trainers. I am not a physical therapist. A physical therapist has a 
freaking mm. college degree in oh my god the physics of the body it's a yeah, whole yeah. different level and while I owned a sports medicine facility I worked underneath the physical therapists yeah. that worked at my sports medicine so when I create diaplants I still work with registered dietitians mm. all the time these guys have a degree in food and nutrition and how it affects the body. So, again, like you should safely be able to do chicken and egg whites. And this is very old school, what I'm saying, right? I'm just saying so I don't get suit, like the obvious of the most obvious. But at the same time, you also probably and should be able to eat things like grass fed beef. Yeah. With omega 3s and not have issues. But it depends on your body and your genetics. And that's where I'm like, all right, you've got cholesterol issues, man. You need to be speaking to the pros and yeah. not dicking around with this. This isn't a question for, you know, a trainer. As much as I love myself, and I do, I'm so <laughs> fabulous. Uh, I mean, I am, I am great at what I do. But, man, I get questions across the board yeah. on all different kinds of health topics. Like, what do I do if somebody has Crohn's? And I'm like, yo, this is a gastro. Yeah, You got sure. guys with a medical degree in this. Go to so your which doctor. just brings me back to do not f*** with these issues, guys. That is my number one lesson here. If we're talking about something serious like this, this is a medical doctor conversation. And even then, you might get a shitty one. Get multiple opinions. Yeah. I think that's Be proactive. Good. Do your own homework so you can ask all the right questions. And, and you might want to get a couple of different opinions on the topic and see a specialist in the category. There are people that subspecialize in this cholesterol, right? Like yeah. it's just, and it's not a game, man. Heart disease, number one killer of women in the country. Yeah. So now I, I want to answer that, but I just. Yeah, I was relieved to have that scan actually at first. I yeah, was like, wait, wait. And I was like, you know what? This is a good thing to know. Smart, my Do little it. chalupa. Do it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye till next week because it's I don't know about your closed window room, but mine's getting very warm. Hot, very Holy warm. Holy shit! I was Need just need to thinking. open a window now, so we're yeah. gonna say goodbye. <laughs> All right, Nugget. <laughs> Okay, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get it weekly. You don't even have to think about it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you're listening. Mm-hmm.